praise God. Well, welcome to our Sunday message, Sunday the 24th of September 2023. Before we get into the message, I'd just like to read a few scriptures. I'm going to be reading from Romans 8, verse 12 to 14. Romans 8, verse 12 to 14. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The other scripture I'd like to read is Galatians, Galatians chapter 5, from verse 22 to 25. Galatians chapter 5, 22 to 25. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. One final scripture from the Old Testament, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Let's just quickly pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your precious word to us. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would make this word come alive in our hearts. That we might understand it and put it into practice. May no wicked spirit stop this word from reaching the hearts of those within the sound of my voice. And we ask this all in the wonderful name of Yeshua. Amen. The title of this message is Led by the Spirit. Being led by the Spirit. And this is quite a subject to cover. It would be impossible to explain it fully in a short teaching, not only because there's so much to it, but obviously one doesn't know everything oneself. We're all learning. But the other day we were at a pastor's fraternal, and one of the brothers mentioned that he had met somebody who claimed that he was led only by the Holy Spirit. In other words, whatever he did every day, he waited for the Holy Spirit to direct him. I thought about that afterwards, and although it's commendable to be led by the Spirit in that way, I do think we need to understand it better. You see, it's quite a thing to say we are led by the Spirit, and we can so easily come to the conclusion that we're supposed to float around in some sort of spiritual cloud, waiting for directions from on high. Now, it's entirely up to each individual how we serve the Lord. The Word does say that we must work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. And it would be wrong to say there are certain rules and regulations about a subject like following the Holy Spirit. But I do know that the Word does give us guidelines. It's very much like if you were walking on a mountain pass, looking at scenery, What would you find along the sides of the path? Railings, you see. Guidelines. 
It is possible, as beautiful as the scenery might very well be, and as exhilarating as the fresh mountain air might be, there are dangers, you see. And God gives us his word to help us, to guide us. And that's really important. It's so important to understand what does he mean by being led by the Spirit. As we read in Romans 18, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Well, we are all sons of God, sons and daughters of God, children of God. So you see, the instruction here is not that a few will be led by the Spirit and some of us won't. We're all supposed to be led by the Spirit. But what does it actually mean? How does that translate for you and I in our day-to-day -day walk? And that's what I want to try and cover this morning, if at all possible. Now, I need to just say this, that as with everything in the kingdom of heaven, we grow into these things. We don't just wake up one day and suddenly we are now led by the Holy Spirit. You see, it's something that you and I develop in. And can I just say, each one of us has got to find our own way. We've got to come to a place where, as far as we know, we are following the Holy Spirit. And you see, it can be different for every one of us. For that pastor, it meant waking up in the morning and waiting for the Holy Spirit to tell him where to go and what to do. But you see, practically, we all can't live like that. Imagine if you and I woke up in the morning and what we must do, and you felt he wanted you to go to the hospital and pray for the sick. Well, would it be godly to phone the boss and say, I'm not coming in to work today because the Holy Spirit has directed me otherwise? Can you see? It can get sort of airy-fairy, and we don't want that. We need to be people of substance, whole people. And being led by the Holy Spirit, if we understand it correctly, doesn't make us flaky, wishy-washy people. It contributes to us being whole and effective people, as I'm going to try and explain. But once again, you see, it's something we grow into. Now, why do we grow into it? Well, you see, the moment you and I are born again and filled with the Holy Spirit, now we are in a position where we can be led by the Spirit. You see, to be led by the Spirit, we must hear the Spirit. Once the Spirit is inside of us, we're positioned to do that. Does that mean it happens automatically? Well, the truth is, no. You see, our faith has got to grow. Yes, we are filled with the Holy Spirit, but there is a process of becoming more and more aware of the Spirit's presence in our life. Now, let me just explain something. It doesn't matter who you are, we are all led by something. Every decision we make, big or small, is motivated by something. It can be a wide range of things. It can be our simple logic, which tells us you need to go to the shops. It might be our emotions. We might be influenced by our emotions to do certain things. Road rage is a classic example. Obviously, we're also motivated by physical needs. 
When you're hungry, you're hungry. When you're thirsty, you're thirsty. When you've got to go, you've got to go, you understand. So those things do direct us. They do lead us. We can also be led by habit. You and I habitually get up in the morning possibly and brush our teeth. That's just what we do. We can also be led by things like fear, self-preservation. All of us are wired to look after ourselves, like it or not. We can also be led by comfort, something that will make us feel comfortable. I'm uncomfortable standing up, so I'm going to sit down. You see? Or maybe it's our experience. We know from experience, don't touch the hot stove, it burns. A whole lot of things direct us, they motivate us. We, in a sense, are led by them. And all of them can be put under one heading, information. Information. Information comes to us and we respond to it. Whether it's through our feelings, physical, emotional, intellectual, whatever, we receive information and we act on it. In other words, we are led by that information. Now you see, you and I, before we were born again, lived our whole lives based on this principle. According to our experience, what information we received, we acted on it. You see? The big question though is where does this information come from? Well, you see, without God, the world around us will feed us the information. We'll get information from what's going on around us, what we see, what we hear, what we think, sometimes from within ourselves, you see. Without God, that is the sum total of information that you will receive. Now, the question is, what happens when we get born again? Well, we now have the Spirit of God in us, and it's possible to get information from another source. That information we call revelation. God himself can speak to us. We can get information from God. Now, you see, if you just analyze it very simply, the more we are led by this revelation from God, to that extent we are being led by the Spirit of God. Can you see that? To the extent that we are receiving revelation from God, to that extent, we are led by the Spirit of God. It's a matter of degree, you see. Now, if we are directed by world information, is that a bad thing? Is it necessarily bad to say, well, I feel hungry, I need to cook myself some food? Is it necessarily bad to say, well, I see a car coming for me on the highway, I better get off the road. Can you see that? Is it necessarily bad to look at a situation and the information dictates that you take one course of action or the other? Is that wrong? Is that not being led by the Spirit? Well, you see, this is where we've got to have understanding. A statement along the lines of, I'm led by the Spirit, only by the Holy Spirit, can imply that you nullify all other information and just wait for the Holy Spirit to instruct you. Well, that's ridiculous, to be honest. 
in the morning, if you need to go to the bathroom, do you wait for God to tell you? If you want a cup of tea, do you spend five hours in intercession saying, Oh God, may I have a cup of tea? How many sugars am I allowed? Can you see, we can get ridiculous about these things. The truth of the matter is that to a large extent, we are wired to operate logically in terms of information we receive. God has built us that way. When your body says you are hungry, generally it means it's time to eat. When your body says it's tired, generally speaking, it's time for you to go and have some sleep. Can you see that? We don't have to wait for our body to tell us a lot of things. Everyone knows if you want to survive on this earth, generally speaking, when you wake up in the morning, you expect it to get to work, whatever that work is. Can you see? You and I can't dictate what emotions will come our way. God has wired us to have emotions. They play a vital role in our lives. The same with our intellect. God has given us an intellect for a purpose, you see. And to say, oh, well, I'm led by the Holy Spirit, all of those things are irrelevant. We're missing the point. We can so easily become, as Christians, what I would describe as flaky. And we can actually be led by the nose, by the devil. You see, it's not wrong to receive worldly information. But you see, once you and I are filled with the Holy Spirit, the big question is, what do we do with that information? We're supposed to discern what comes our way, you see. And one of the keys to being led by the Holy Spirit, as Romans says, Brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. Can you see that? What does it mean to live according to the flesh? To respond simply to how you feel, emotionally, intellectually, physically. He's not just talking about last year, by the way. Now, the point is, once you and I are filled with the Holy Spirit, we've got to realize something. That information has a purpose in our lives. That emotion of self-preservation, let me tell you, that power can help you jump a wall when you need to escape. A wall that you could never jump otherwise. We are wired like that to take care of ourselves. But now what the Bible is saying is that although we have these feelings, we have these thoughts, we have this information, we are not to be controlled by it. I always say this about the human mind. It's a wonderful piece of equipment. It's miraculous. It's beyond miraculous. A computer that could do what the human brain can do, they say would fill a building 21 stories high, something like that. But you see, that brain is a wonderful servant, but a terrible master. When you and I are controlled by our thinking, please hear me out, when we are controlled by our thinking, we're operating according to the flesh. Does that mean we mustn't think? Not at all. Not at all. But you see, we need to bring all these information sources under the control of our spirit man. We need to discern. 
That's part of being led by the Spirit. The other side, of course, is to hear revelation from on high. Now you see, what we need to understand is that we are on this earth and we have been given a brain, we have been given logic, we've been given feelings and thoughts. If you approach a stove and by your feeling feels hot, you know not to touch it. It would be foolish to say, oh well, I don't go by the flesh, by my feelings, I'll just touch it anyway. God will preserve me. That's stupidity. I hope you're picking this up. But you see, Proverbs says it like this, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. The way to see that is this, we do our daily work. We walk our daily walk. We operate according to what we know. But you see, within those parameters, we give the Holy Spirit the liberty to change direction. That's what it means to be led by the Spirit. Not to wake up and say, Holy Spirit, take me wherever you need to take me. Although, that might be the case for some. But I'm talking about the general Christian living this daily walk in this world. We wake up in the morning and we get going with what we know to do. But you see, in all of that, in being led by the Holy Spirit, we give the Holy Spirit space. A good example is the Lord. He was in Judea, in Jerusalem, and he needed to go to Galilee. This is in the Gospel of John. But it says there that on his way he had to pass through Samaria. So you see, the plan in his heart was to go to Galilee and pass through Samaria. That was the plan in his heart. On the way, what happens? Well, they need water. There's a well by the village of Sychar historic well, and while he's there, the disciples have gone to get food. We all know the story. He has this God incidence, this God-ordained encounter with this lady, the lady by the well. We all know the story of the living water and how it transpires. Eventually, the people of the village come to him and they ask him to stay. And he stays for a couple of days and the whole village gets saved. Now, think of it this way. What was his plan? In his heart, his plan was to move through Samaria. But the Lord directed his steps. Do you see that? That's how we get led by the Spirit. We plan our day. We go through everything we have to do. However, we give space. And when that space arrives, we live with it. We go through with it. We follow it up. Because of that, his journey was delayed, yes, by a few days, but the whole village was saved. What is God more interested in? You and I getting from A to B on time? Your whole village being saved. Can you see? Just an understanding of being led by the Spirit. Very practical. Let me just say something. You and I will not... Be led by the Spirit if we are not already doing what we know to do. Let me just say that again. You and I will not effectively be led by the Spirit if we are not doing what we know to do. Let's say 
in the area of finances. We know that we are supposed to tithe to the body of Christ. All right? If you and I are not tithing to the body of Christ, we are not being obedient in that particular area, what are the chances of the Holy Spirit directing you to give to another ministry? You see, a lot of people will say, oh, well, God will direct me. Yes, he will direct us. But we have to be doing what we know to do. Let's take going to church, for example. You and I know that we need to go and meet regularly with the assembly of the saints. Do not forsake the gathering of the saints. That's what the word says. It's very clear. However, if you and I are not obeying that instruction on a regular basis, what are the chances of God saying to you, all right, today I want you to go to that place over there and minister to those people? Can you see? If we say, oh, we just led by the Holy Spirit every Sunday, we wake up in the morning, send me, Holy Spirit, where you want me to be. Well, there might be people raised up to that capacity. But let me tell you, if we are not faithful with what we know to do, God will not give us instructions to do anything above that. Please, this is so important to grasp. It's no good trying to gather together all the waifs and strays of the world and take care of them if you and I don't take care of our own children. If we're not obedient with what we know, God won't tell us anything else. That's a general principle. To expect God to put in your heart some great ministry when you're not fulfilling the ministry at home, you're not going to be led by the Holy Spirit. You're going to be led by yourself. And you'll probably say things like, I felt led to do it. Well, let me just tell you something. That's the other thing about being led by the Holy Spirit. We've got to distinguish between what we want to do and what God wants to do. The truth of the matter is, very often, what the Holy Spirit wants you and I to do is the very last thing we want to do. That's a good sign of whether you are being led by the Holy Spirit. If it makes you feel terribly uncomfortable, the chances are it's God. How do I know? Well, let's ask Abraham. When the Lord told him to go and sacrifice his only son Isaac, who he'd waited his whole life to have, an extended hundred-year life to have, the son, and God tells him to go and sacrifice him. Do you think Abraham woke up saying, whoopee-doo, this is great, I've always wanted to do this, I'd love to see my son cook. Oh no, oh no. It's probably the very last thing he wanted to do. But was he being led by the Holy Spirit? Well, subsequent history proves that he definitely, definitely was. Do you think the Lord Yeshua wanted to go to the cross? Can you see that? Do you think Jonah wanted to go and tell Nineveh to buck up? No, he'd seen what they'd done to other prophets in the past. What I'm trying to say is that very often, you see, being led by the Spirit is not being led to do what you just want to do anyway. Be very careful of that. Be very careful of that. You see, the question is not whether you felt led. The question is, did God tell you? When we say, I felt led, what we're doing really 
is giving a spiritual facade to what we really want to do in our heart. And God tests the hearts. So be careful of that. The other thing I need to say is that always, always, when the Holy Spirit directs us to do something, you will always find a pattern for it in the Word of God, if not a direct instruction. It will always sit comfortably with the pattern in the Word, the Spirit of the Word. And can I just say, if you feel God's telling you to do something way out of the ordinary, a life-changing decision, the first thing to do is to say, Heavenly Father, please confirm that with a scripture. And not one, preferably three. The Bible says through two or three witnesses, something is confirmed. You see? Let me tell you that it's quite easy to find a scripture in the Bible to suit what we want to do. I've done it myself. For this reason, you and I need to fill our minds with the Word of God every day. You see, we need to be regularly training our minds to think the way God thinks. If and only if we do that, we are equipped when something comes our way to discern, is this from God or is it not? You see, if our minds have been renewed consistently, we're able to pick up what is of him and what is perhaps not that which is our own flesh. Critically, critically important. You see, we need to be prepared to be led by the Spirit. Also in line with this, if one understands that the Word of God is the energy of God, contains the energy of God, if we are not absorbing the energy of God, when called upon, we will not have the resource. You see, it's all very well to be led by the Holy Spirit into a situation but if you come into that situation and you can't do anything, the whole exercise is pointless. And truth be told, God won't lead you there. Let me give a good example. Say there's a house burning down. We call the fire brigade. The fire brigade arrives with all the bells and the sirens and all the flashing lights, etc. And when they get to the scene of the fire, what do they discover? They haven't got any water in their tanks. Can you see? You and I as Christians can be walking in the streets, come across a need, maybe a paralytic. The Holy Spirit would like to lead us to pray for them. But if we're not filled with His Spirit, and we're not filled with His Word, it's pointless. We will pray and nothing will happen. So you see, a key to being led by the Holy Spirit is to put ourselves in a position where the Holy Spirit can lead us. It's called preparation. All the great prophets of old, let me tell you, the single consistent fact about all of them is period of preparation. If Moses had not spent 40 years in the wilderness, he would not have been able to deliver Israel. 
When push came to shove, he would have buckled. Same with you and I. It's wonderful to be led by the Holy Spirit. We need to strive more and more to be able to do that. To be available for that. But you see, it takes preparation. God will send you if you are ready. It's no good saying, who will you send? Send me. If God has to turn around and say, I'd love to send you. But if I do, it will be a failure. Many Christians want to be led by the Holy Spirit, but they're not prepared to be disciplined by the Holy Spirit. The two go hand in hand. But if we're honest before God, and we have that ongoing relationship with Him, you see, we want to do something, we feel the Holy Spirit is telling us, get confirmation through the Word of God. And that's a time also, by the way, to be open to prophetic utterance. If you understand it correctly, being in the presence of a prophetic ministry, you can expect God to confirm what is in your heart. The wrong thing to do is to go and look for some prophet that will tell you exactly what you want to hear. Now let me tell you, Christians are very famous for doing this. We have got something in our heart and we go to a prophetic meeting, whatever, and if that one doesn't satisfy us, we get upset with the prophet and say that he's not in the spirit and we go and find somebody. We will keep going to find somebody who will tell us what we want to hear. And even worse than that, we'll hear a prophet and twist what he says to suit what we want to hear. Very dangerous. We're not being led by the spirit. We're being led by the devil, by the nose, to destruction. These are guidelines, brothers and sisters, guidelines. For you and I are moving out, as we should do, as the children of God need to, to be led by the Holy Spirit. You see, we need to discern what's in our soul and what's in our spirit. Alright? Being led by the Spirit is when your spirit tells you to do something. And the truth of the matter is, very often, you and my soul will revolt at the very thought. We won't feel led to do it by any means. In fact, we'll be like Jonah. We'll feel led to go in exactly the opposite direction. The destination he wanted to go to, from the geography that was known of the day, was the furthest point on the map, so to speak, from Nineveh, the ends of the earth. You are in church, and you feel an unction to prophesy. God places a word on your heart. Your flesh rises up and says, under no circumstance am I going to stand up. I might be wrong. I might make a fool of myself. I haven't done this before. Well, let me tell you something. Sitting down and obeying the dictates of your and my soul is not being led by the Holy Spirit. Really being led by the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters, will very often place you and I in a position where we are very, very uncomfortable. We cannot let our comfort dictate to us what God wants us to do. We'll always hear God according to the idol in our heart. One final thought, and please, there's so much to be taught on the subject. We can't go into it in complete detail. Not that I would know something we're all learning. It's a process, you see, in all of our lives. But we need the guidelines, and one of the great guidelines a rule of thumb, if you want to call it that, 
is this passage in Galatians. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Now there are a whole lot of other fruit mentioned there. But if you study them carefully, they all relate to this one major fruit, which is love. You see? And then after all of that, it says there's no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. Now the fruit of the Spirit is love. And here's the rule of thumb. You see, to be led by the Spirit will produce the fruit of the Spirit. In the same way as a tree will produce fruit after its kind. You will know something's of the Spirit if it produces the fruit of the Spirit. Does that make sense? I know it's a banana tree because of the bananas on it. Quite clearly. You'll know if something is in line with the Spirit of God if it produces the fruit of the Spirit. And if the most important fruit, the central fruit, is love, the point we try to make is this. You see, if I want to know what the Holy Spirit would have me to do in any situation, the rule of thumb is just ask yourself the question, in this situation, what would love do? Amen. What would the God kind of love do? Would the God kind of love allow a brother to go into destruction? Or would the love of God try and warn that brother? Can you see? Would the love of God in our heart willingly ignore the need of somebody who we know when it's well within our ability to help meet that need? Is that the love of God? Well, you see, what would the Spirit have you and I do? It's not too difficult, really. We make this thing more complicated than it really is. What, in any situation, would love do? Love would reach out and try and get somebody born again. Even if we might be exposed and be open to ridicule as fools. That's being led by the Spirit. Teaching people the truth, even if they don't want to receive it, even if it makes us unpopular, but because we love them and want them to succeed, that's being led by the Holy Spirit. Stopping on your way to work because you see there's somebody on the side of the road, maybe a lady or elderly person battling with their car. Can you see? That's being led by the Spirit. That is being led by the Spirit. God's cry, I believe, to us His children is to live good lives, positive, helpful lives. But you see, positive, helpful lives are not lives that are centered around just the information that we're so used to receiving from the world system. There's another system out there. It's called the kingdom of heaven. And being led by the Holy Spirit is when you and I do what we can within the confines of our daily walk to help others come into contact with the same Spirit. To come into contact with the King and His kingdom.
to become children of the living God. Amen.